Is it not enough when the rubber bullets fly? When the world is enraged from watching a black man die? Gasping for breath and he says I can breathe. His esophageal tube collapsed under a man's knee. If that story rings a bell to you, then it probably reflects you back to the spark which was the impetus of what is currently the largest civil rights movement in global history, sparked singularly by the public murder and execution of Mr. George Floyd. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. My name is David Bianchi, and today you're joining us for a special episode. Natalie has been so kind to pass the mic on to me and ask me to host this episode on her behalf and bring awareness to not just that verse, but what is behind that verse and have an open discussion and sympathetic view on what's happening right now, not only in America, but at a global level. We are currently in a state in this current time in human history where the largest civil rights movement is happening at a global level. What was instigated by the murder and public execution of George Floyd not only launched a national civil rights movement that became violent and led to fires and looting, but also has instigated and shown that the entire world can also march and protest peacefully. There are so many different facets to this, and I am by no means an expert. As I said, my name is David Bianchi. I'm an actor, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a poet, and a motivator. The words that you just heard I wrote, and later on in this episode, you are going to hear the audio of a new piece that I wrote and produced. It's a spoken word film called I Can't Breathe. And what the short film does, which was directed by my comrade Ryan Lamasters, one of my Caucasian counterparts, the film basically outlines a singular perspective on the whys of this protest in order to give our Caucasian counterparts some perspective on what it means to be black or a person of color in America in this modern age, and also being able to tell the story from where does the fury come from. Oftentimes, I hear my Caucasian counterparts ask a singular question, why are y'all so mad? You don't even know the guy. And I want to make it clear that the protest in this movement means something different for every single person that is in this protest. Also, what makes it unique is we are joined by our Caucasian counterparts, by the millennials who were not necessarily raised in or educated in households that were instilled with racist and bigotry and prejudicial thinking. These young minds who are our Caucasian counterparts, our Latino counterparts, our Native American counterparts that are marching with the Black Lives Matter movement because this is essentially a movement about humanity. It isn't necessarily, from my perspective, a movement just about being singularly a black person. It is about equal rights for all people. Dr. Martin Luther King said so poignantly in one of his most famous quotes that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Say that again. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice anywhere. And so this movement is a global uprising for equality. A global uprising for equality. This isn't just about police brutality. This is also about systematic racism that exists in America. And the poem that you're about to hear will also illustrate some of those points as well. In other words, what does it mean to be a person of color in America? What does it mean to sometimes have to walk into public places and feel like you have to walk on eggshells because you're being looked at? Or people are judging you? Or what are they thinking about you? Or the resentment or the refeeling of racism that every person of color in the world, in this modern world, has some way, shape, or form experienced. 
And when you have experienced racism, specifically if it happens in your formative years, suddenly that feeling comes back. It creates a sense of distrust. It creates a sense of uncomfortability. It creates a sense of heightened awareness about how one must comport in public environments, in social environments, professional environments. Because when you have experienced racism, it creates a physiological and psychological trauma that lingers. And just like any other sort of post-traumatic stress, it returns, and oftentimes it returns unannounced. And the effects of that on the mind, body, and spirit in that particular moment is the residual or the after effect of that particular resurfacing of that particular trauma, in this case, racism. So where does the fury come from? It comes from all parts of the mind, body, and spirit when things like public execution happen for the world to see. So when we shake our fists and we say no justice or no peace, we mean it. And we don't just mean it because of a singular moment of the death of one man. We mean it because of the multitude of moments that have led up to that moment. We mean it because of the entire generation of racism. We mean it because of the systematic racism that exists in this country that goes all the way back to the days of colonialism. So there is not a person of color in the modern era in any industrialized nation, be it London, Australia, India, Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, you name it. There is not a person of color that in some way, shape, or form has not experienced some sort of oppressive racism. So when something like this happens and it creates a tipping point in the human social movement, we must act. And that is what you're seeing right now. You are seeing the echo effect of millions of people that feel they must act. So what can you do to contribute to the movement? Whatever you like, whatever your heart says to you, everybody has a conscience and the movement is completely different for everybody. Not everybody is an on-the-street protester. Some people want to share content on social media. That helps. If you are a person that is Caucasian or is not part of the minority struggle, you can share content on social media. You can open up dialogue with your Caucasian counterparts. You can donate to a 501c3 of your choice. Do some investigation. You can contact your local district attorney and discuss police reforms. You can talk about governmental reforms. You can show up for the primaries and vote for people that are going to sway towards reform towards making this world a better place because I don't know what your experience is. So I am not the authority to tell you what to do and how to do it. But I can say this, that if in this moment your heart is speaking to you and telling you that you have to act, I am inviting you to do that not for the movement. I'm inviting you to do that for yourself. Because if you don't act for yourself, you will create a resentment in yourself that will live with you. And you'll look back on this moment and you will hurt your own heart because your heart will ask you, why did you not listen? So listen to your heart. Let your heart tell you what you should do. And if your heart speaks to you, then you do what you know you need to do to further the conversation, to further the conversation of civil rights. And let's not get it twisted. None of this is new, ladies and gentlemen. Everything that is American is based on protest, going all the way back to the Boston Massacre which was when five Caucasians were slaughtered by British troops. Yes, Caucasian people do riot and loot as well. It's not just a minority thing. That ultimately led to the Boston Tea Party. That ultimately led to the Revolutionary War. (laughs) And the Civil War started with protest. That ultimately led to the Union. Now, if we keep going, we can look at various protests. And unfortunately for people of color, as we are trying to be people of free mind, body, and spirit, this is like Groundhog's Day for us. 
whereas people of color are being marginalized, brutalized, and unfortunately, no one is being held accountable, even to the point that in this particular moment, it took days for that murdering officer to be arrested, and it took nine days for the remaining officers to be held accountable. So we're asking for accountability. No justice, no peace. Again, my name is David Bianchi. I'm an actor and I'm a poet. You can find me online. I'm pretty easy to Google. But if you want to go to youtube.com backslash David Bianchi, that is B-I-A-N-C-H-I. Subscribe to my channel. Listen to some videos. I have a lot of leadership, a lot of motivation, and a lot of empowerment videos. Please know that I'm not just about being racially charged and racially driven. But right now, my heart is telling me that I have to speak. And I'm grateful for this opportunity that Natalie has afforded me to be able to communicate these ideas to you on the Life on Earth podcast. So if you guys want to reflect back, you might remember that on episode 40, I was speaking to Natalie on an episode called Being in Your Purpose. And in that conversation, I talk a lot about leadership ideas, what it means to be successful, what it means to be in your purpose, and what it means to be a person of dignity and a person of self-respect and a person of higher frequency self-esteem, broader self-estimation. So please remember that I'm not just a person that's shaking their fist, but right now, my heart tells me that that is what needs to happen because that is where we are. And we have to participate in our now because that is all that we have. Don't forget, you have a past full of resentments and a future full of insecurities. And if you live in either or, you're not here right now. So with all that being said, you can also follow me on Instagram at DavidBianchi underscore official. Without further ado, you'll now hear the audio of the currently released spoken word film directed by Ryan LaMasters, written and performed by myself, called I Can't Breathe. Thank you for your time. Shops have been looted in a sixth night of unrest. Solid across streets, the United anything States. but quiet tonight, with more peaceful protests. But is it really not enough when the rubber bullets fly? When the world is enraged from watching a black man die, gasping for breath, and the man says, I can't breathe, with his esophageal tube collapsed under a man's knee. Is it not enough to wake in the wake of hate perpetuated by a system dating back to Negro slaves? Beat that black man, make him pick cotton. Shoot that black man, he looks like he's up to something. Is the American fury not enough for you? Crowds plowed through by vans driven by the men wearing blue. Who do you call when the cops are the killers? When the body camera footage shows me you're killing brothers and sisters. Is the execution of a man, is that not enough for you? Judge, jury, and execution by a man dressed in blue. You look down at us for behaving like an angry mob. If all men are created equal, what gives you the right to play God? Where is the leadership? Where is the fight? Four days to be arrested for murdering a man in plain sight and a nine-day riot to arrest the other three. Right? Did it maybe occur to you that our hearts are broken, that we're tired of being hurt in our culture not moving forward. Be it Selma, Malcolm X, the death of Dr. King, Freedom Riders' bloody Sunday, I can hear the choir sing, Rosa Parks, the LA riots, the beating of Rodney King, Eric Gardner, Philando, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, can you feel the sting? 
you'll arrest hundreds of young minds and voices of the generation to come, but all you had to do was give us justice for one. Now you've created a resentment that will stretch a generation that will instill fear in the police administration in the eyes of the young people who know what is right. Trusting in the biblical law of thou shalt not kill. Right. Aren't you just tired of the pain? The anguish and the struggle? Aren't you tired of the fear, disdain? and anger for one another? Aren't you tired of the intimidation, the injury, and the judgment? Do I look infected to you because I'm not white? Do you see me as evil without blue eyes in my sight? Am I not human? Do I not walk upright? So why do you beat me? Why do you shame me? Why do you draw your weapons on sight? Police, get your hands in the air! Get the fuck down! Yes. Officer, yes. I I'm talking to you. The man representing the red, white, and blue. For the broken eye sockets and the rubber bullet concussion, tear gas and billy clubs inciting more violence. Yet another reason to protest. Yet another reason to scream. Trace it back to the slave days and everything in between. The looting and the destruction is a side effect of our scream. The world protested, marched and we cried, stop the racism, please make police brutality die. And this isn't just for black folks. This is for all of humanity. So we can live in a country where we can feel protected and free. Is it not enough to see a black man shot in the back? Running from a man in a badge with his Glock pistol cocked back. Ticking time bomb has exploded and we can't afford to wait and see if justice will be served or if there'll be another black man hanging from a tree. Volcanoes must erupt to create new land and sometimes violence is the answer to a heavy opposing hand and the fire and brimstone evoke justice in a conversation and so now I pray quietly for an answer to the situation. I have hope that humans will pass this social test. Because I'm not sure that the world can handle another collapsed neck. <laughs>